0: Keeping you up to date on the world of social media,
1: industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers,
2: and the latest
1: social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live.
0: Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. <laughs> Still my favorite. I'm,
1: I'm great. <laughs>
0: I'm Ian
2: Unsagree and, and I'm Katie, I'm here to ruin everything today. Everything completely ruin everything. <laughs> That's nothing. my goal.
0: <laughs> so Ian, I'll, I thought there's maybe a delay into the UK, but go ahead and say your line, it's fine.
1: <laughs> I'm Ian Ansagray, and this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media and more.
0: And I'm so excited you guys are with us today because we have got the amazing Katie Fox, Director of Marketing at Ecamm, joining us for a lively chat, as my friend Ian probably would say. What, what? Uh, We'll be picking her brain on how she crafts a cozy and safe space for her community. She taps into their beliefs and joins forces with influencers while keeping everything running smoothly. So buckle up and get ready for some fantastic insights from Katie's journey in building and empowering the the Ecamm community. Katie, how are you doing today?
2: Oh, I'm great. It's Friday. The weather is finally getting nicer here in New England. There's no complaints, no complaints at all.
0: Yeah, and so if you if you haven't met Katie before, let me introduce you because she is the Director of Marketing at Ecamm, where she gets to uh, work alongside some of the most amazing live streamers, podcasters, and content creators out there, helping them reach their goals and grow their business through video and live streaming. In addition to heading up Ecamm's marketing team, Katie is also the co-host of the video podcast, The Flow. Uh, So what you want to do after, right after you watch the show, you want to go over there, you want to subscribe, you want to rate and review, because that really helps podcasters out. So do me a favor and go do that after the show. But she's been working in the world of marketing for her entire career, and the coolest thing about her is that she keeps backyard chickens. So... (laughs) That is very, very interesting, Katie. You know, um, I have about three acres and I really want chickens. You Uh, should get
2: chickens. They're so fun. But my
0: wife, there's some horrible chicken incident that happened in her childhood. I don't know what happened, but she won't let me get them. I really like, I want eggs because they're like a gazillion dollars right now. What
2: about ducks? Maybe you could talk her into ducks. Maybe. Duck eggs.
0: Ducks. Yeah. So, (laughs) I I mean, how many chickens do you have?
2: I, I, I'm sad to say, and everyone's going to cry with me. I don't have any at the moment. I We, we just moved. We moved literally oh. a mile down the street. And we had this like completely dramatic turn of events where it was this huge process to move the world's most like solidly made wooden coop that my husband engineered, <laughs> got it all in, set up, and then a raccoon
0: massacred all
2: of uh, my chickens i was wondering
0: if it was a fox or raccoon so, yeah
2: no a raccoon so i uh, i have more on order but i'm being good and i don't get them until july so i have enough time to kind of take stock of everything and there's a whole clean industry, everything up
0: and there's a whole industry in like influencer chicken influencers i mean like do you have certain brands of ch- i mean i'm sorry i'm diving into this but I, I, uh, <laughs> do you have certain chickens. brands yeah. of chickens that you get because i always like chicken was like chicken but there's like no like no something I'm crazy. soft tail hens no. and
2: I'm a hundred percent crazy. And I was so sad. I was like completely distraught. I lost my flock like right around Christmas time, which is my favorite time of year. And so I did what like no person should do. And I went on to, there's like a local um, chicken hatchery, I guess, nearby. And, uh, and you can order like custom breeds of chickens, which is why mine don't arrive until July. I was like every single weird and wonderful kind of chicken I'm all in. So my, my egg collection will be incredibly colorful. So we have some that lay blue eggs, some that lay green eggs. Um, My favorite are silkies, which are these tiny fluffy, ridiculous chickens that like shouldn't even be allowed outside. Like they're, they're just walking around waiting for someone to take them out, but they're so sweet and they love every, they're like about this big, look them up. If you don't know what I'm talking about, they're the fluffiest, most ridiculous thing. So those are my favorite. And I got a few of those, but yeah, my goal was like colorful, instagram ready egg gardens wow. for everyone that's yep.
0: amazing so speaking of small and fluffy
1: ian how are you doing today <laughs> i i'm doing well i'm i'm really interested in this com- in this conversation as well because my parents have have hens or chickens or whatever you want to call it what's the difference between a chicken and a hen i don't know but anyway
2: the head is probably, the female know, chicken right the hen is, right and then oh, is that what it is
1: yeah, yeah. yeah i don't know about these yeah.
0: things we'll draw a uh, picture. yeah out
1: yeah th- <laughs> thank you for that so, uh yeah yeah so, so I, I, I i think there could be a community around chicken There could be there is interest. i'm sure yeah, there I'm is sure. there's
0: a huge there's books and stuff it's like anyway so sorry about the chicken talk folks but uh our friend kia <laughs> chris stone says hot crust buns for sale on amazon he's always thinking ahead the deal casters are <laughs> um, we'll help you get those buns and so uh, yeah. the honest accomplice says hey katie just had to move over from anon fujin so thank you guys for popping over after hey. that Ah, uh, Johnny E is saying, "What's up, fam?" Uh, we've got David Hunt coming in. All these, uh, Paul Duncan, the amazing Paul Duncan, is saying, "Hey, fam!" So very cool. We got tons of people stopping in. Anna and Fujins, thank you guys for popping in today. Yeah, and so Gary, we're going to be talking about this. Ecam. Has a great community. He is. And that's why I wanted Katie there. And my friend Elisa Meredith is watching over on um, YouTube. So we got all sorts of people in. And we will pass the chicken talk. And we're going to start the show. We're going to start right off. Um, after introducing katie we wanted but we want to do something really quick because this is really important i want to tell you guys about something that's coming up and i want to come right back to katie but you need to sign up now get it while it's hot it's leap into live selling coming up in april 24th through 25th you can find out more about that at LeapIntoLive.com. so go check that out because i'm speaking ian speaking katie's going to be there so katie tell us about this leap into live selling because this is so cool this year
2: Yeah, so this is our annual virtual summit. So we've done, you know, I think we're we started in 2020. So this is year four for us. And this year we're taking the leap into live selling, live shopping, shoppable videos, all kinds of monetization. So it's a huge topic for many of you out there trying to figure out, Okay, I'm in this video space. I'm in this live streaming space. How do I make money at it? What are the opportunities that are out there? what's an Amazon live? We're happy to help you answer all of these questions. And we have some amazing experts, including Jeff, that are going to be able to help you get up and running in the world of live shopping and beyond. It's completely free. It's a fun community driven event. So even if you're like, I don't really know if live shopping is for me, come and hang out and learn yeah. a little bit more about it and get to know the rest of the community. We'd love to have you. Yeah, leapintolive.com will get you your free pass
0: very very cool and some of our friends who uh show up almost every week i think every week we'd have to go back and check his attendance <laughs> record but chris stone and jim fuse from the Dealcasters are going to be yeah. a big part of that so make sure you guys check that out i'm going to play a little commercial at the end of the show so stick around for that you'll see all about it uh, doc rock put together something really really cool so we'll be talking about <laughs> that so w- it's all about community today folks if you haven't figured that out but uh, we're going to be starting <laughs> it off about building a strong community um what i want to talk about First of all, you know one of the things that is important for a community, and I feel like that ECAM does it a really, really stellar job at this. And I talk about them every week, but just the community aspect's amazing. But Katie, you've kind of helped build what I would say is a is a safe space because I think communities only work if people feel like they can go in there and talk, they can hang out. They, you know, there are rules in place, but it's it's a place where they feel like they really can you know, join in a conversation. So what, what do you, how do you create this safe space? Did you guys really plan it out when you started? Did it happen organically? Like, tell us your thoughts on how Ecamm runs its community in that way.
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. I, I completely agree. I think we're in kind of a special environment as well at Ecamm because what we are all doing is really highly visual. And there is, there's a huge kind of element of uh, fear and uncertainty that comes into thinking through how you are going to be on video or live streaming. And so from the very start, we really wanted our community space to be a place where people could practice live video and do it in a way where even if they were terrified to be on camera, which absolutely right here was (laughs) when I started, you know, right, you could you could still press that button and there would be people that would come on that wouldn't, you know. Wouldn't tell you you were doing everything wrong, and wouldn't wouldn't make fun of you, and you know would be kind of safe, encouraging folks to jump on a stream. So, uh, in some ways, it happened organically and and kind of grew, and we have some really amazing people in our space who were there right from the very beginning. But in other ways, it, it was just really came out of this concept of we we need a place for our customers and you know those who are getting into live streaming to be able to practice and test. And and the best place was in, in a Facebook group where it wasn't super public, but it was public enough that you could get a feeling for it.
0: Mm, That's great. That's great. And and it really is that place, but I like how you said it was organic. So Ian, I know you had a question uh, that you wanted to ask.
1: Yeah. I mean, mean, the e-com community is amazing. The people in there are so friendly. It's a really encouraging place, but like there is, there's always going to be conflicts and disagreements it doesn't matter how you know yeah. how amazing the community is so how do you handle those those conflicts and disagreements within the community so that you can so it can maintain that su- supportive environment
2: Gosh I mean it's it's a work in progress and I would be completely mm. lying to you if I said that it is perfect all the time we definitely have things that crop up or you know or conversations that start off fine and take you know take a turn because people certainly have really strong feelings and experiences. And we're from all different backgrounds. We're from all different parts of the world. We have different, you know, political and religious views. So there's, there are things that come up along the way. I think we try really hard. A, we have a really amazing team of moderators and experts and admins in that group that are constantly watching, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. keeping an eye on things. And we communicate, probably on an hourly basis, uh, using Slack as as a team saying like, hey, you know, we, we're seeing this come up or, you know, this person is asking a specific question. I'm kind of concerned that it might, you know, it might go into something where we don't want it to be, you know, as public or we want to be able to diffuse the situation before it gets out of control. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, I really a lot of it is communication and having a really good team and having a team that, are on all different time zones, so like even when i'm asleep or you know it's <laughs> evening or doing right. we have people who are keeping an eye out for things and and know know the tone and know the expectation and what we as uh, as a business and as an organization expect from the group um when things get really out of hand or go crazy i mean we we try our best not to censor anything, but we you know we do have a, a set list of rules so you know, if there is a post uh, or a person that's in violation of those, we we do we will remove a post that is in violation of that. But we always try to reach out to that person and just let them know why and you know what the rationale and the reasoning was behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, doing things like just turning off comments if it's like okay, we've <laughs> we've discussed this enough and we should move on to something else. So you know, we'll turn off the comments on a post. Uh, but we don't have to do that super often because by and large. You know, most of what people are talking about in our group is, you know, video production and the gear that they love and the things that they're really proud of and are practicing and working things through. So it doesn't come up super often, but when it does, we just try our best to keep an eye on it.
0: So, um, one of the questions I want to bring this up because I, you know, we got distracted by the chicken incident, but I want to ask <laughs> uh, this whole chicken conversation. Um, yeah. So, uh, Tati, I don't know how to say your name, but uh, she's Tatiana. Tatiana, hey Tatiana, she remembers Ian from Leap into Podcasting, so Ian is yeah. hard to it's hard to forget. I've tried, but um, no, I'm just kidding. But she asked a question, and I wanted to ask at the start of the show, like, uh, who interviewed for the Ecamm job? What questions were most uh, memorable? Because I wanted to go in a little bit about your background. Like, how did you get started? What did you do before Ecamm? Because I think that kind of helps, like, figure out, like, some of the community, the way you kind of driven some community stuff. So talk about, like... Katie, before Ecamm, what did you do?
2: Oh my gosh. Um, so you you may laugh, Taziana, no one interviewed me for this job. <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, like anything else, i it's all about who you know and who you are and what you love to do. Uh, I, um, I actually became friends with Ken and his family back when we originally moved uh, here to Amesbury, Massachusetts. Uh, Through my husband, who is significantly more quiet and probably many would think more introverted than I am, but it's a trick. He's probably more extroverted. (laughs) Uh, He, 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 not volunteered, he, he heard about a adult software programming class, like an adult coding class that was happening in a new organization here in Amesbury called Code and Circuit. And he was like, oh, I, you know, I know nothing about software. I want to learn. It'll be a great way to meet people in the community. So he showed up. Ken was the one teaching it. Uh, and the two of them became really good friends. And now Dane works uh, here and there, volunteering and teaching at Coden Circuit for all the kids classes. They have never done another adult class since. <laughs> so it was kind of the one and only moment. Uh, so we, we just got to know Ken's family. And, and, you know, and as we got to know them a bit better, we learned a little bit more about uh, what he and Glenn were doing with Ecamm. Uh, and they had never done any kind of marketing. You know, they really they had built this business on the concept of if a uh, software is good enough, then you don't need any kind of you know glitzy <laughs> marketing. You don't need you know. It literally was written into their about us. It was like we don't believe in marketing. We you know right. we stand by the tool that we have. We're here to help. Um, but they had gone out to social media marketing world a few years in a row. Had done this like amazing booth. Really, I mean, two people who really are not marketing people who have no background or, or belief in marketing <laughs> had gone there and really, you know, gone out of their way to meet people and to understand their customers better and to, and to sell the product. And so they started thinking, Oh, you know, maybe we should look into what marketing, you know, is possible and what we could do. Right. And so at one point, I, I believe, and I don't hope I'm remembering this correctly, but at one point, Ken was like, Hey, you do marketing <laughs> professionally. <laughs> like, could you, you know, could you talk to Glenn and I and, and, you know, help us figure out what we might what we might want to do. And so I started um by just chatting with them about what was possible. Um and then I ended up joining first as a contractor. Uh and then I was just at a point in my career where I was really miserable in my job. And I remember distinctly sending a text over to Ken and being like, hey, if I leave this job, (laughs) could I could I just come and hang out with you guys full time? And they were like, yeah, absolutely. And so it was just this very organic shift from, you know, from a job that I just really wasn't happy with into a a job that I absolutely love. But it came from um, just a, a, you know, a really great friendship into uh, an opportunity to help. And they had already done a lot to get things started, particularly on the community side. I mean, Ken and Glenn actually started the Facebook group that is now the Ecamm community. And there were, I think, about I want to say somewhere between like 500 and a thousand people maybe there was 500 ish people there were there were people that were in the ecamm community and in the beta group before i started and joined the team and there were uh, you know the ians and the stephanies and the jeffs of the world (laughs) already knew the software and loved it and were like asking to be involved so it uh there was a foundation there but yeah i i come from a, a marketing background i started as a a product copywriter um I wanted to be a novelist. So I'm from a writing background and a blogging and copywriting background. Um, And I've worked at a number of different uh, companies and agencies doing marketing, first copywriting, um, then general marketing and then social media marketing um,
0: and then local marketing. So I have kind of a, a wide background in the world of marketing. That's awesome. So, but the cool thing is, it's yeah. like, uh, uh, the cool origin story. We love that it started organically as a friendship. Yeah. So that is, that is what's cool about this thing. Cause I think it, it, it goes to the philosophy and the culture behind Ecamm. And that's what mm. I think yeah. so many people love about that. So, um, one question, and I, I'm probably going to jump ahead and sorry, Ian, I'm going to, you just going to have to butt, <laughs> That's butt all in right, go ahead. like when I, when I do this stuff, cause I get these ideas and people watch the show know <laughs> that I can go off these rabbit trails. But so you mentioned, you know, Facebook um, yep. and then you also have a discord channel, yep. which is really interesting. So I want you to talk about why you created another place for community and why and if, are there different, is it a different feel between the two? What do you use one for and Uh, And the other, because I think that's fascinating too, because people are, that's the first thing people like when they're trying to build a community, like, well, what platform do I use? Like, I don't know where to start. (laughs) So talk about that a little bit.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. Uh, and again, like anything else, I don't have any like super solid answers. The, the answer is that we, we had started on Facebook um, and we have a Facebook group. The reason behind Facebook was A, at the time it was, you know, super accessible. It's where everyone was spending their time and you can live stream really easily there. So again, it goes back to the idea of it was a space where it was really easy for customers and potential customers to test out our product, to, Practice and play, and for us to be able to answer questions. But Facebook, it should come as no surprise to anyone listening or watching, is not the easiest tool to use these days, right? Right. It's constantly updating. You know, there's always some kind of change, there's always some sort of issue. There's a lot of spam and trolls and weird things that happen all the time. It's also really difficult particularly for a, a group our size, you know, we're sitting at just over 20,000 active members. It's really difficult to find and curate content. So, you know, we have a lot of resources in there, but a lot of it's outdated, it's hard to find, you know, there's all these different sections, no one knows where they are. So, we didn't want to close down our Facebook group because lots of people like to be on Facebook and, you know, it's a space where they can see what's going on when they're looking at other things on Facebook. They can still stream there. There's a lot of benefits to being on the Facebook platform, but we have a lot of members who don't have Facebook accounts anymore and still want to be able to engage in our community uh, or, you know, just really want to be able to speak in like niche subgroups. So they're like, oh, you know, I'm a I'm a video podcaster. I don't actually want to talk about live streaming or I don't want to talk mm-hmm. about, you know, these other different aspects of Ecamm so discord allows us the opportunity to have multiple uh and i'm probably going to butcher the name i'm new to discord (laughs) butcher the name of it but subgroups um Mm -hmm. i think they're channels anyway channels on discord where you know we can have an ikeman espanol channel for our spanish speaker Spanish speaking customers, we can have, you know, a podcasting channel for those who only want to talk about podcasting. We can have a section that's, you know, devoted to where all of our tutorial videos are found. We can have a channel that is like, hey, here's what's up coming in our events and live streams. So I think Discord, in addition to being, um, you know, a, a, a non Facebook space is also right. a space where we can just curate and organize content and community a lot more effectively. So it's not different per se than the Facebook group in the people and the spirit of of the community and in what's offered there. But I think it's an easier space to to actually get around and find what you're looking for. So but, you know, like anything else, it's been It's an uphill battle to change minds and hearts and move people over Mm -hmm. and it's you know a new tool for people to learn so it's certainly a smaller space but i think there's a a lot of potential there and we're going to continue to to grow it but we're we're going to keep our facebook group as well because i know that it's a space that many people really value um for all the reasons that you know that we initially got started there
0: so it's interesting um so i i based because i saw what you're doing over at discord i started my own paid discord channel because Yay! of because the the ability and it's also off facebook and you kind of own it yeah and it's you own different. it yeah yeah and so i was really i've been kind of using used and model and we do have some uh, do have some co- good comments here uh, hank russell says a seasoned <laughs> hank, folks love facebook yes. yeah
2: exactly right i mean some us are,
0: yeah some of us are well seasoned uh, hank and uh, <laughs> here but um and um and Jim, my friend Jim says, uh, curate content equals repurposing, so that makes complicated Facebook can be a real challenge, so mm-hmm. very very true um Ian, I know you have some questions, so i'm gonna'll I'll quit talking and let you go.
1: yeah, stop talking, so like I, one of the things, and it's I don't know about Jeff, I don't know about Jeff, but one of the things i've I've struggled with when it comes to community is you have this the initial kind of excitement and conversations that go on, but how do you keep that going? How do you encourage this open communication and active participation amongst community members? And has that always been the case in the ecam community? Uh, and how do you continue that? How, how does that carry on?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it comes in... I feel like it comes in waves. Uh, I think the more time that you as a, a admin or moderator spend time in your space, you start seeing the people who are are engaging right the people who are asking questions or who are sharing ideas or you know or even just liking posts so i 've always done i think a pretty good job of keeping an eye out on the community, even if i 'm not actively posting in there myself i 'm constantly checking you know, our um, stats on who are the who are kind of the top contributors, who are the people that are spending time there and what are they talking about? And that has been a really great place for me to be able to pull those people out. So Marshall, for example, who now does a a regular show on um, on our YouTube channel for us, he had posted this amazing video talking all about LUTs, which is, was a really, at the time, is still, I mean, really, is a pretty niche feature right. within Ecamm, right. right? Something that not everyone uses, but he had done a really good job of explaining it. His video looked really cool. And he was just doing it like, I, I think just answering someone's question. He was like, hey, you know, I use LUTs, here's how I use LUTs. And I was like, oh, this would be a great video, you know, to, to showcase and feature in some way. So I reached out to him and asked like, hey, you know, how are you using LUTs? Can we feature your video? And we were able to build a relationship outside of the Ecamm community. He and I were chatting back and forth. He had some really great ideas of how I could do some, you know, some things differently. He had some videos he wanted to work through. and you know, And it ended up in this relationship where now he does a ton of our videos for us. He does tutorial videos. He's on our channel. Uh, but it really just came from I was keeping an eye on the community. What he was sharing was kind of different. It was helping people. And so we doubled down on that content. So I think that keeping an eye on things and doubling down and reaching out to those people who want to contribute and finding out what else they might want to contribute or what projects they're working on has been really effective for us to be able to find new voices and you know influencers and experts in our software. The more you make people feel included and special, the more they're going to want to contribute. So there's there's that side of it. And then I would say the other side that we've done pretty effectively is this idea of uh, constant, and maybe some, some might say, I do this too much, so, but, but constant, you know, activities and things going on in the group. So we always have, you know, challenges or there's themed weeks or, you know we're you know, we're doing all kinds of different things together. And so that may not be everyone, but it gives people something to contribute. So maybe you're sitting in the group and you're like, oh, like this is a fun space. I don't really know what to say. I don't have any questions, but I'd love to get to know people better. The idea of like doing something together every day or doing something together every week or participating in like a, you know, a workshop together or something like that gets, gives people something to talk about and to get to know each other better. So we do try to do a lot of those. We do a lot of prizes and giveaways and Mm -hmm. things that encourage people to participate. But yeah, I would say those two sides is kind of keeping an eye on who those people are that want to be, part of something bigger want to be your experts your moderators your influencers and then yeah what what are fun things that you could do to kind of keep people you know give them a reason to engage and give them a reason to be involved
0: yeah that's those Mm -hmm. are that's all great yeah great advice so i i want to um before we move off of the kind of the safe space and the making a safe community, um, you know, David here says over on YouTube, he says moderators are key, which is, is so very true. Oh, and you have, yeah. there's some really great ones in, in ECAM, and you recognize them by name. But what what would you tell somebody who's setting up maybe a Discord channel for the first time or having a Facebook group? They just kind of started because they, they really want to have a community as well. What do you tell people like? some guidelines or codes of conduct you can implement to kind of have a safe and welcoming atmosphere? Because, you know, um, you know, you can set up bots on, on discord to kind of moderate some things, you know, automatically Facebook, I think you put keywords in and stuff like that. But, you know, like if somebody's starting from scratch, what would you tell them to, to first do? So you have that, that really safe space?
2: Yeah, you, um, you have to spend the time. You, you can't automate it when you're first starting out. You, um, and I would, I would almost say you probably shouldn't automate it at all, even though that right. sucks to say. Um, you, you just need to spend a ton of time. So if you're the one starting it, you know, I would almost challenge not to start with moderators, start by yourself, you know, or mm-hmm. I guess if you have a co-host or a team member or someone else who's there to help you out, but spend the time and set an example, you know, post content in there, that's the kind of po- content and the kinds of responses that you would expect to see from your community and you know and let people know praise them when they're you know when they're responding that way and let them know if they're responding in a way that isn't what you want to see as kindly as you're able to do but you you need to spend the time in there and as you're spending more time and you're seeing more of your community members starting to interact those are the people that you want to you know highlight and make your moderators and build out your team because they are the people that are going to know the space the best. And there's a reason why, you know, they're interacting and spending as much time there. So all of our moderators are, are Ecamm users who started in the Ecamm community and wanted to help. They, you know, they wanted to give back. They, you know, either asked to be moderators or we just saw them contributing and helping and answering questions and asked if they wanted to participate. So, yeah, I would say, you know, Spend the time and then really pay close attention to who's in there and what they're saying. But it's you that sets the tone and your team that sets the tone. uh, And you really you just need to spend time doing it.
0: That's great advice. May not be what we want to hear. More time, but <laughs> sorry, in community, sorry, I mean you, yep. the thing is, is relationships aren't built like you just don't go to a party and make a relationship. It's spending time with people, sitting it's down. It's not magic. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's you have to you have to put in the time to build relationships, and that's what community is. So, yep. uh, one of the things that. um, you know, you guys who may be scrolling through the, the social feeds going, what in the world is this? What are they talking about? What is this ecam <laughs> thing that they say? Yeah. Well, you can find out more about it if you go to socialmediannewslive.com forward slash ecam. I really appreciate ecam. They have been the sponsor of the show from the get-go. And uh, I'm a big fan of them from the beginning. So, but if you want to find out more about it, live.com forward slash ECAM, join their community, just do a search for them on, um, on Facebook or whatever. And you know, it's ECAM, E-C-A-M-M. If you're searching, if you're listening to it on a podcast, so go check that out. And so I appreciate Katie and all the gang for helping with this show, but let's join, let's talk about this. Let's, we're talking about building a community. And one of the things you do it is you kind of have to build it. You just can't. You can't force a community. You have to kind yeah. of gather around them and what their belief system in quotes is. So how did you guys identify the core like belief system? You mentioned it was a place at first for people to practice, like going live with, but then you saw these people who were helping each other. I think Doc Rock even started just in there helping yep. people. Um, yep. So talk about how that kind of influenced your, you know, your marketing strategy, your strategy, like seeing there's a core belief system that people are okay. They're supporting each other. This is what this community is going to be about. We're going to put some more energy and focus behind that.
2: Yeah. I mean, we were seeing, we were seeing a lot of questions coming into the community space, right? So as people were practicing and we were pointing more people back towards our community. So in all of our onboarding emails and and communications when people first sign up for a trial or sign up for ecam we're like you know hey we have this community space you're you know you're more than welcome to come practice and spend time there we were pushing more people into this space and what we were seeing was more and more people asking all kinds of questions that were not necessarily like traditional support questions about the software so they weren't they weren't asking things necessarily like you know how do i how do I fix this problem that Mm. I'm seeing with Ecamm? It was more, you know, what camera do I buy? (laughs) How do I build out a studio? How do I get, you know, my graphics to look the way that I see in this other video? Does this look good? How do I bring on an interview guest? Like all these kinds of things that are just, you know, questions that you ask when you're getting started with something new. A lot of it comes from the fact that video production and live streaming was something that was really, really gated, uh, you know, yeah. years, years back, it was something that happened in television studios and you had to go to school for it and it was millions of dollars in equipment and now anyone can do it. And so you have people that are jumping on who have never been on camera before. They've never set up a studio. They have no idea what microphones to get, what cut you, what's a mixer, what are all. So there's a learning curve for the software, but there's also a learning curve just for video in general. Right. So, I guess the more questions that we were seeing in that space, the more we were like, oh, well, you know, we can, we can highlight different experts that we know that have, you know, a ton of resources on these specific subjects. I mean, we're, we're a software, so we can answer everything about Ecamm itself, but, you know, we're not YouTubers or content creators ourselves, so we don't know necessarily what the best cameras or the best microphones are or how to set up different studios. You know, we're not a we're not a church live streamer so we don't know what it's like to be in like mm-hmm. a church setting and we can't do everything so what we can really do is find the people within our space who are doing this really effectively who are helping others and answering those questions and showing what they're good at we can highlight those people and you know and can kind of continue those conversations um down the road so i mean we we started seeing again you know, people within the community who are amazing at graphics and people in the community who are amazing at cameras and those who are awesome at audio and, you know, had all these levels of of special skills that we were able to point people towards. And then, I mean, it gets easier. The longer you're at it now it's like you know someone asks a a question about uh microphones and i'm like oh i can tag laura davidson from shore in this and you know <laughs> right, i know right. she'll answer really quickly whereas you know someone asks uh you know about getting started in podcasting i can tag either or both of you in this right so like it it just it kind of grows um over time but it yeah it started with just there was a a bunch of questions that started coming out and the more questions that were highlighted the more people realized oh i i 'm good at that, or I have a pretty cool studio space i 'm happy to share that and it just started this really great conversation, which then started this um, this belief system, as you said, of mm-hmm. like helping other people and you know working together as kind of this um, helpful, friendly community space and i I can give all of the credit to marshall who who coined the term in one of the videos he did where he was like he's like hey we're the ecamm fam what's up fam like those are those are entirely marshall sayings that we just embraced but i think it was really representative of what we were becoming and certainly who we are now where it does feel like this space where you can go and get advice of all different kinds from all different kinds of backgrounds so you know there's never one right answer there's many many different ways that all of us can do this and there's many different voices within our space of um of ways that people are being successful at this so i think it's just been a really great yeah. space for that but yeah that all came out just from lots of questions and then doubling down and helping people get the answers which then turned into a friendly helpful space
1: right right that's awesome yeah uh, that is awesome so like the there's definitely this shared belief system, there's this unity, this family feel in the Ecamm community. But can you maybe kind of help us to understand what, what are the methods that you've used to discover the shared values, and the common interests within the community? Because I think this is really helpful for, for those people watching and listening who want to set up their own community. How can maybe they uh, what methods can they use to discover those shared values maybe for their community?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. Again, I think it, it comes down to problem solution. So it's the same kind of basic um, formula in marketing in general, right? So like what what are the problems or challenges uh, that your audience is facing? And what are the solutions that you have as, as a, you know, podcaster, video person, community owner that you can help solve some of those challenges? And the more that you can start solving and answering questions and helping people the more that you can lead by example and show people in your community how they can also help and how you can facilitate other people helping and your your community will will build itself really in that way but i think i really do think that it all comes down to people spend time together in a community space based on shared interests but they're they're typically also looking for information in some way, right? So like I could be a a dog lover, a chicken lover. Let's go back to chickens. I'm a chicken lover, right? So like I buy buy chickens and I love chickens. I have no need to join a community unless I want to, you know, learn more about how I can build my coop, what kinds of breeds of chickens I want to get. Like I have all of these questions in mind because I now love chickens. And I probably also want to be able to see what other people's chickens look like, how they're doing it. So even though it's an interest and it's a a hobby that I'm doing, there are innately challenges and issues and questions that I'm going to have as I get more involved in in this interest. So I guess I would challenge any community builder out there to think past just what the interest is, right? So for us, it's video, the interest is video, but think past it into, okay, if someone is getting into video or has been in video for a while, what kinds of questions and challenges and things are they going to have? And how can I provide that information here within this space to be able to help them? So what are the resources in my chicken keeping group of which I'm completely a member of the (laughs) Massachusetts chicken keeping group? Right. Like they have resources within that group. Like, where can you buy chickens? Here's a list of all of the members that sell chickens. Like, you know, what kind of medication do chickens need? Here is what, you know, we approve here within the state of Massachusetts. You know, they I'm sure that group started in some way because they were like, oh, hey, we own chickens and we'd love to meet other people that own chickens. But it's pretty quickly turned into a space where it's not only friendly for people who just wanna hang out and talk about that topic, but also mm-hmm. to find all the information that they need and to point people who are new into this space so that they can find all the information they need.
0: Mm. That's cool. So one of the things I think, and that's why I think Ecam is so successful in their community is so many brands think of, we're gonna build a community and we're going to make sales. And
2: yeah. It, stop and, selling people. <laughs>
0: yeah, Please and it stop selling it, people. And it doesn't work because community, I mean, if you go in and make, make uh, helpful comments, you're teaching people how to use your product, but do it in a way that's not icky, um, then it's organically those sales happen because they realize like, oh, my gosh they're not just going to throw me a product and go away. They're going to be there to support. And, and I, and I brag about you guys all the time about this is like, you know, I've wanted ISO tracks, isolated tracks for ages because there's this other (laughs) software that did it. And I had to use that for a while for a client. And, and, but uh, the, the, the boys had me come on and like show them what I needed and what I worked. And, and, it's not just me. I know Ian's had conversations with, uh, but you guys really dive into the community and really want to make it something that's a service for the end user. So once again, really, really cool. Uh, I do want to bring up some comments because um, we have some amazing people here. Um, we've actually, you know, Paul uh, Duncan goes, if you moderate, if you have moderators <laughs> that you, you need to make sure they understand what you want and how you want your community to function. Absolutely.
2: And the Absolutely. cool thing is,
0: is like all these people were like, Paul is the best. And, yeah, Paul, you know,
2: Paul, Paul should Facts be the one on there talking about our community because yeah, Paul, Paul is the
0: glue that holds it together. Yeah. So, um, but but that just talks about, like, in, in the importance of your moderators and a community where that mm-hmm. helps and serves each other, I think. Now, I want to get into some brass tacks from uh, Tatiana says um, she has a question for both Ian and Katie. I'm just dog meat, so don't ask me any questions. But she goes, (laughs) I am starting out with my platform and rage from zero to five people during my lives. What are your top two tips for advanced beginners like me who don't have an established audience? Because I think live video is community. That's what makes it great. Otherwise, do a YouTube video. Like having these people I can talk to is what makes it so much fun. So talk to Tatiana about like, okay, I don't feel like I'm getting a lot what do i need to do to get an established audience uh katie i'll let you go first
2: yes (laughs) just kidding um it's a really great question it's something that we all we all face i i think i would ignore those numbers i know that that is like such a cliched answer to give back to you but it's going to take a little bit of time just keep doing it keep your energy up even if there are zero live viewers because people are going to discover it later on replay you're going to get those replay viewers that are going to come up especially if you've optimized your video correctly and you're you're pulling into all the different you know search engines and you're coming up more people will find that video and you know and continue to talk about it and share about it i really what worked best for me was getting over myself in this, I had always kind of set up these very separate tracks. I was like, okay, work Katie is over here right. on LinkedIn and in the community and only in these spaces. And like personal Katie and my personal life is like chicken locked Katie. down and only yeah, chicken Katie only lives in these spaces. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my like parents and my brother and like my close friends, they're not going to care at all about what I like, what I'm posting for, for Ecamm and what I'm talking about, and the you know, things that I'm doing in my work life. Like that's not for them. That's irrelevant. It, they really do. I, you know, now I post what I'm doing on all the different places and platforms and I, whether it's personal or professional or for what I do in my volunteer side of my life. And I, I, get questions all the time from, you know, from people who are like, you know, childhood friends who are like, Oh, I've been meaning to get into podcasting for a while. And I wanted to pick your brain a little bit more on how you're doing it or you know, I have live, I have live viewers on my personal podcast who are ECAM people that show up all the time, which mm. is still mind blowing to me because <laughs> it's like a silly fun thing that I do for kicks with my best friend. So I, I would say, you know, don't be afraid to let people know about it and don't be afraid to be fine with the fact that there's only a couple of people showing up here and there. Like it, it will come, continue to make good content, continue to focus on the audience and solve problems as best as you can and everything else will come.
0: Yeah. And love the people who show up like, and, love and the people like, who show up. and go talk to them on other platforms. Like I've seen, like I, I bring up Gary because he's here every week. Um, but I go on Instagram and Gary's like this, you know, he's this corporate guy who does really cool stuff, but he's also a musician and he posts yep. some stuff every once in a while where he's like got his in his little studio. And I think like, that is so stinking cool. So you really, like if you're going to build a community, once again, it goes back to relationships and you can't fake that stuff. You got to go and, and engage with the people in the real life, just as they are here. So that's what's great about Ecampus community. Okay, Ian, sorry. I get excited about this stuff. So you're very reserved British I know, and you're not going to butt in, but feel free to. I'm, I'm at too... East Texas Hick, so you
1: kind of plow through what I was saying. Well, actually, I, I, I'm trying to. You're not letting me get in here. But <laughs> <laughs> I am too polite. I don't really have much else to add. I, I, I totally agree with Katie about, like, don't look at the the number i mean it's really annoying because like you can see it on the top left uh of your screen um so like in one sense don't look at it because remember that your community is not just your live community it's your replay community if you're repurposing it into other places it might be your podcast community and it takes time uh one of the things that i've been thinking about a lot recently is just make sure that you are not only being yourself, like, as Katie said, you know, don't compartmentalize yourself, just share what's happening in your life. But also, uh, as well as giving back to the community, it's a case of just um, making sure that you are Following where your fascination, your curiosity is going. So don't just share the same stuff of what everyone else is sharing or what you think you should be sharing. Talk about what is really fascinating for you at this time and people will follow you. They will be able to see the passion um, in, in what you're talking about. So, Katie, I had a, I had a question. I hope this is okay, Jeff. Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, so it's just about it's about smaller businesses and creators, uh, and I'm I'm thinking about if people, maybe solopreneurs, creators like me and Jeff. How can how can businesses like ours uh, build a community around our own unique belief system? Because you know, e- ecom is still, I would say, you know, it's not like a massive company. But you do have more resources than maybe a smaller business have. So, what would you what would you suggest? What are how can how can we build communities around our belief system?
2: Oh my gosh, that's a great question. I mean, I I would say it probably just comes down to time management. I think the large the biggest <laughs> challenge, honestly, I mean, I think the biggest challenge for solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, and I struggle even with this, is you know, how do you, how do you split up your time and what are the most important things to you as a business owner? So, you know, if community is in there and, you know, and falls pretty high up on your list, then it's, again, it's just a matter of, of spending time and, and helping out your audience as best as you can in that space. I also think we're pretty guilty and I will include myself in this because I'm equally guilty at this of splitting ourselves up into too many different places and spaces. So (laughs) if you can at all, you know, if, again, if community is really important to you, like that's, that's your talking point then, right? So every time you're on your live stream or your podcast, it's like, come and spend time with me in, you know, in our community, here's the link. It's not, you know, find me in all these different places, also leave a review, also go back to my website, right. also email me, also I'm on social media, like that, if the, you know, if that's, if that's your focus point and that's where you wanna spend time, then spend time there. Um, create extra resources and and bonus content and and reasons whether you know challenges fun things that you can do with your people that are exclusive to that space so that you give them a reason to want to be there and a reason to want to spend time there. But yeah, I really honestly like I think for entrepreneurs and solopreneurs it's just a priority thing. It comes down to. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all really, really busy and we're all doing a ton of different things. So at some point you have to look at your to-do list and say, like, these are the top three things. And if community is in there, then cut out the rest of the noise and spend spend the time to build it. And it it does take time. It's gonna it, it's totally okay to have and I many smarter people than me say this often, but you know, have 20 amazing people, have 50 amazing people, have 100 amazing people. You don't need a million people to be successful at at a community. You don't need 100 people to be successful at a community. You need to have... People that care, that you trust, that will show up, that you know are gonna spend time. So I think we all kind of get distracted with uh, some of those vanity metrics. Ecamm is only as big a community as it is right now because there was a pandemic and everyone panicked and they all <laughs> needed to get online and they needed a video software. And we we are where we are right now because we built the foundation that when something like that happened, we were there we were there and we had all of the structure in place and we had the marketing in place and everything ready to go that we were discoverable. So, I mean, not that I hope and wish that there will be another right, huge right. life shattering event, but, but whatever that, that event is, be ready. If, you know, again, if community is important to you, build the structure, be okay with the amount of people that are in there, continue to build it, get a little bit better every single day. And, you know, and maybe. Overnight, it will be humongous. And, or maybe over time, it will grow to, you know, to the number that you're dreaming of. But be okay with the people that are in there at the time and be as devoted to them as you would be to an audience of 50,000, 60,000, a million people.
0: I- yeah. One thing I would say for smaller folks is, as, is- Oh, the first thing is to invest in yourself, which would be like, I invested in, um, you know, Agorapulse, I'm an ambassador now, but I had them before. But that allows me to social listen to like, because we're yeah. all scattered so much, being able to pull, like if somebody comments or in your community and you're able to find that so it's not lost, I think that's important. So I would invest yeah. in that when I am first start. if I was starting out again, I would do that really a lot sooner than I did. The other thing is, you know, speaking of investing, don't forget about leap into live selling because... <laughs> That is something that you can invest in for free. It's only going to be your time. You can find out more about that at leap into live.com. It's going to be fabulous. So many good. Spe- I, I learned so much when I participated as, as a speaker. Um, so make sure you guys go check that out at leapintolive.com. into uh, Go register today. Not, not now <laughs> after the show, but today go do that today. So leap into live. Right now. We'll see you later. Yeah. So <laughs> no, just kidding. The, the, so that ties into this. Actually, I wasn't, I, you know, I always have a segue somehow, um, but we're talking about influencer collaboration because, you know, you partnered with influencers for leap into live and, um, but you guys do a really great job, one, of building up people from within who are starting on their influencer journey. And you guys recognize that and go, mm, OK, we want to use them. But, you know, kind of what is your philosophy at EKM with partnering with influencers and kind of working behind and with them?
2: Oh, gosh, um I- it's that I'm not all that smart, everyone. I, it's, that, it's that I don't know everything. And there we have this amazing community of people who are really talented and really creative in all kinds of different topics from all kinds of different backgrounds. And so my, it, it is my personal mission and our team's mission to be able to highlight all kinds of different voices in all kinds of different specialties so that the existing customers and those who are coming into the Ecamm fam see see what they're looking for and can, you know, can resonate with, you know, with a person that, you know, they want to learn from, or they want, you know, they want to spend time with. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, and I, again, I'm lucky in that I, I came into this job where there were already like, a, probably a, a bank of about 10 or 15 incredibly talented, really fairly big name in this industry influencers that Ken and Glenn had just met at social media marketing world <laughs> who would just love the software so much that they wanted to be involved in some way. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the only advice I would have for, for trying to, to work with influencers and, and, you know, build up your influencer team is, yeah, is to really like, again, keep a close eye on your community and find the people who, you know, who are, are, giving help and giving information in a way that you think makes sense for your brand and your business and you know, could really be like a great additive you know benefit to your customers and then um and then yeah, don't be like don't be afraid to get to know people. It is a relationship game. So if there are influencers out there that you would really love to work with, you know, spend time on their streams, you know, in their communities, uh, you get to know them better. Chat with them on LinkedIn. Show up and get to know them better, and then reach out and ask. Uh, and it, I mean, it's the same with influencers that ask questions or want to be involved with Ecamm. You know, the people that I'm most responsive to are the people who have whose names and faces I recognize, right? They're people who have shown up and are on our live chats and are you know, in our community and helping others. It, it's those people who I know have a passion beyond uh, a paycheck that you know they want to be involved and they really want to work with us. So um, yeah, that's probably the best advice I have. But really, I mean, honestly, it's selfishly, it just comes from we can't do everything. And there right. are these amazing people out here, specialists in these topics. So it just makes way more sense for us It benefits everyone right it makes way more sense for us to be able to provide valuable content it helps the influencer grow their business and so they're happy and it helps our customers you know find different voices and be able to learn in the ways that they want to learn
0: that's awesome Hmm. that's an important thing to as an influencer too sorry go ahead Ian. sorry
1: that's all right so i was going to ask a follow-up question what advice can you give uh other companies looking to collaborate with influencers to grow their community
2: oh gosh i don't want to get no just kidding (laughs) um yeah no nothing for me no um that's a good question i mean i think we've been successful because for us it really comes down to relationships more than anything else and so again i don't think it's easy and i don't think it's something that is really fast either so it's it's not something that you can just throw a lot of money at. I think yeah. you know companies that throw a lot of money at it, it can do that for a little bit but not for long a long-term relationship and so you're better off trying to foster relationships with influencers who actually want to use your product or your service and actually care about you as a company and your you know your messaging and your missions align and build long-term relationships that are mutually beneficial. So for us You know we're really we we want to be able to help our influencers succeed as much as we want their help to reach more customers or to help our customers right so that can be that can come across in a number of different ways but you know in many cases we're giving we're giving a platform for newer influencers who maybe you know don't have a huge following but have an amazing voice, mm. you know, in many cases we're giving a platform to them to be able to grow and they're helping our audience learn something new. So, and I think a lot of other businesses don't have that kind of focus or get really, really distracted in the transactional and lose some of the relationship side of things.
0: That's awesome. So this is the kind of the final question, because we're getting short on time, which I just go another hour, but um, always flies. (laughs) I know. So the question I have is like, you know, I've noticed like the influencers inside of the community, they don't they're not self-selling because if you go into some communities you'll notice that yeah there's influence in there but there's this subtle hint like buy my course or buy this from me <laughs> and yeah. and so are, did you put like guidelines in place for those influencers or is it just you have a great quality and uh, of influencers that you have in there is it like one or the other or do you say like listen we don't mind you being in here but you can't post about your course every you know five posts or something like that
2: It. It's a little bit of both. I mean, okay. typically when we're working with an influencer, you know, we, we give them the spaces and places where we can talk about their, um, you know, their products or services or, or who they are. It, typically that's, if we're working with them on like a, a workshop or a mm-hmm. mini series or a show, you know, it, here's a good example. So we, we recently did, um, a ECAM advanced challenge. So we had one of our moderators, Alec Johnson, did this entire week long live challenge on our YouTube. And he'd like dive deep. He showed how incredible he is. He's like an amazing teacher. And then, you know, at the end of it, there, we sent out to everyone that participated in that event more information about the additional courses that Alec mm-hmm. offers and about his membership because the people that participated in it obviously signed on to do that. They have an interest in, you know, in the event. He had glowing reviews across the board and how great an experience it was. And so that's a logical follow-up. You, know, you liked Alec, here's more of Alec's stuff if you want right. to dive deeper, you now like, know, and trust him whereas if we had said you know hey alec go ahead and post all about your courses into the eCAM community people would be like oh what? like this is yeah. spammy what is this the information is the same and we're still sharing with by and large the same people but it, there's a logical flow to it you've you've opted to learn more about him here is some additional information so we, we try to really make that we try to facilitate that path so that it makes sense for our customers as well as for our influencers, and we try to make sure that our influencers understand that. So, like if they if they're doing something in our community and they want to follow up with something that's relevant to what they just did, great, we're happy to have that. Uh, but we do we do remove any any kind of like really kind of promotional right. content from within the group from everyone. So not just our individual members, but from our moderators and from our experts. You know anyone that is, you know breaking the rules as much as I hate saying right, that, right, right, like we will let them know and we will take it down just so that we do, we're, we're following the same set of rules that we expect from our individual members. Cause everyone, I mean, we're all by and large, many of us are, are marketing professionals or business owners or entrepreneurs. So we all have something to right. sell that is relevant. So we want to try to keep it as kind of safe as possible.
0: That's awesome. Great advice for people starting their own. Ian, do you have any, any follow-up questions or final questions before uh, we wrap it up?
1: No, I, I think we've answered all the... I think Katie's answered all the questions I, I had. Okay, so uh, I, I'm, I'm ready to go with building my community. I'm excited.
2: <laughs> Ian's ready to go slash already there, but okay. Right, <laughs> we'll yeah. pretend you're ready to go.
0: So I want to... And this last, que- this last comment from my friend Dustin Stout goes, uh, if our customers are more successful we will become 100%. more successful so that yeah. is so true thank you Dustin for 100 uh, for uh popping that up for us so um real quick before we wrap it up I want to have Katie have like where they can find her uh, I know we've talked about leap into live but Katie uh, the floor is yours so take it away <laughs>
2: Oh, my gosh. Well, I as I said, I'm everywhere and I have no more lines now between my personal life and my professional life. So uh, if you look for me, I have this weird, fun English spelling of my name. I'm uh, Katie Fox. I am on all the various platforms except Twitter. I have an account there, but I, I never actually use it. Uh, but you can find me and connect with me. I'd love to get to know you better. Uh, if you want to follow ECAM, we are E-C-A-M-M. We are on all platforms. We have a Discord and a Facebook group, as we've talked about. You are more than welcome to spend time with us. Whether or not you are an ECAM customer, you're welcome to come and see what we're about. Uh, ask your questions, share your videos. We'd love to get to know you better. And if you want to learn more about live selling, live shopping, monetization, shoppable videos, Amazon Live, all that stuff, You can um, join us April 24th and 25th for a virtual event. Leapintolive.com gets you your free pass uh, and it's going to be an amazing
0: time. So hopefully we'll see you all there and get to know you a little bit better then as well. Awesome. Ian Anderson Gray, where can people find out all things Ian?
1: They can find me at iag.me. That's my website. And yeah, I've I've carelessly scattered myself across the interwebs and the socials. So you can follow me most places uh, pretty much. I think, yeah. Uh, so there you go
0: yeah it's he's amazing he's the confident live coach he's been doing live video almost as long as katie and i probably uh so he's been doing it for a while so make sure you go follow him everywhere and you have a confident live podcast if people search for confident live is that's where they can so find good. you yeah live. yeah
1: iag.me forward slash podcast is where you can find that
0: yeah. So go make sure you guys go check that out. Uh, Ian is amazing. I ask him live video questions all the time. So, uh, Same. if you'd like to find out more, but, you know, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm sold on ecam. Where can you find out more? You can also, we give you a ton of links, but social media forward slash ecam will get you there. And if you have questions, I'm sure everybody here, I would be more than happy to answer any questions. And if I don't know, I can call in the experts like Ian and Katie, but just send me an email or a DM. I'm at Jeff C anywhere or at social media news live, anywhere, those places I'd be more than happy to answer your questions. And With that, we'll see you guys next week. I'm off for two weeks. First vacation in a gazillion years, but we still have a show. It's going to be coming out uh, Friday. The first Friday we have uh, coming up next week is my friend uh, Raymond Ray. Ramon Ray. I say his name wrong all the time. Ramon Ray is going to be on the show. and I've I've seen it. I've edited it. It's amazing. So You guys want to make sure to to stick around next week for that. I'll be popping in on the chat. Uh, I just won't be in my studio. So um, Looking forward to that. With that, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Everybody. See you later.
1: Bye, everyone. Bye Social media news live.